Hi, I'm Sabrina Soto. I believe the best conversations are with friends who are really able to open themselves up and share their lives, both the good parts and the bad. You're going to be listening to some of those candid conversations and hopefully gaining some insight to help you redesign your life from the inside out. Hey guys, so this week I'm doing something totally different. Instead of just focusing on one topic, I'm going to do a Q&A of sorts. Uh, last weekend, I asked for topic ideas on Instagram and a lot of people direct messaged me, not just topic ideas, but tons of questions that they wanted answered. So I thought I would just go through and give you a glimpse into my life. And I'm going to try uh, at times to say who asked, but I'm probably going to butcher your Instagram handle. But first, Francis Camaras wanted to know how I deal with anxiety. And I love this question because I think we, as a society, we don't talk about mental health enough. We talk about self-care and we talk about eating well and exercise, but mental health is so important. And I know myself included dealing with family members um, who are, you know, have issues or if you have issues yourself, not to feel ashamed with it. I didn't really suffer from anxiety until lately. And I would say definitely more that I've had Olivia because I have another little person to worry about and take care of. So I definitely felt a lot of anxiety coming my way, especially after the breakup. So the thing that I've done that has worked is meditating. And right after, I want to say it was right after the breakup, I went to learn how to do transcendental meditation. I would be lying if I said I did it every day. You're supposed to do it twice a day, 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon. When I find that I can't do it only because it's sort of hard to juggle sitting there for 20 minutes with Olivia, I will take the time to do an app called Calm and that's in 10 minute increments. And even if I don't have that, I try to, anytime that I'm waiting in a waiting room or on a conference call waiting for people to join in, I will try to fit it in somehow. And it may, I think it probably does work for everyone. I don't want to, I'm not trying to preach, but it's really helped me with my anxiety. Also, yoga has helped me a lot. I have been not, I haven't been able to do yoga for a few weeks now because I sprained my ankles. Yes, you heard that right. Both of them. I sprained both of my ankles, but forget it. Anyway, I'm telling you that because I feel it. I feel like sort of the anxiety creeping back in because I don't have that physical release of yoga. So I think exercise really helps with anxiety as well. Um, I am not on any medication. I have thought about, you know, having a prescription in case when it gets really bad. Um, but I, I've learned to sort of manage it on my own. But I feel like everybody gets anxiety, right? I mean, there are so many pressures these days. So maybe people don't call it anxiety. I think we all suffer from it in some regard. And it's just about having the tools to manage it. So a long answer to your question is how I deal with it is through meditation and yoga and breathing, breathing. Oh, and you know what? I just started doing it and it really helped me. I learned how to do tapping. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically a way of hmm, doing like an acupressure in some points. Anyway, you, you can, you, anyway, 
you can YouTube it and there's a million videos on how to do it. And that has helped me too. And it's, it looks crazy. It really does. I'm not going to lie. So I don't do it in public, but I'll do it in my office sometimes if I feel overwhelmed. So I thought that, uh, I hope that answers your question. Um, Sandy C. Martinez wanted to know about letting go uh, and living a life alone. This is such a great topic that I could probably do an entire podcast about it. Letting go, whether it be to a person, a habit, a place, can be debilitating to a lot of people. I don't mind change that much in my life, but that doesn't mean that I don't have a fear of letting go. I've had a lot of times in my life that I have held on to things that weren't serving me for too long. And the older I get, the more I realize that it takes self-esteem and it takes strength to let things go. And the other day I read something. It said, walk away from people who put you down. Walk away from fights that will never be resolved. Walk away from trying to please people who will never see your worth. And the more that you walk away from the things that poison your soul, the healthier you will be. And I have to tell you, that's so true. And walking away doesn't necessarily mean that you're giving up. It's you're doing it for yourself. And you have to know that because first it hurts and the longing will be there, but I promise you it will change you for the better. It will grow your soul. You will then become more aware of what you don't want in your life and your self-esteem will get better because I think the more you stay in situations that aren't healthy for you, that cause you anxiety, that cause you depression, the more you stay in there knowing that this is how you feel little by little, it chips away at your self-esteem. And then you feel so low about yourself that you feel like that's all you deserve. And you and I both know that's a bunch of crap. The more you realize what you're worth and you're willing to stand up for yourself, the better your life is going to be. And it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to let go on a Monday night and Tuesday morning, wake up with rainbows, sunshine, and butterflies. It's not going to happen, but it's a journey. And the more you, the faster you let go of things that aren't good for you, the easier it will be when you find other red flags later on in your life. You'll start to recognize things faster and you won't stay in them long enough. You have to trust me on that. Um, I'm not perfect at this, but I'm getting better. And I hope that answers your question. My goodness, that was, that was quite a soapbox, guys. Uh, next question. Flutterbug22 wanted to know about self-care balance. And a lot of people wanted to know about what I eat in a day, which I think is a funny question. But I have been mostly plant-based now for three years. And I've got to tell you that it has changed my body. It has changed my energy. I did it as a challenge. My friend Robert uh, challenged me for 30 days to be plant-based and I loved it. And I, I love vegetables, but I also love a carb. I love an avocado toast. I love French fries and I love beans and rice. So if I could eat that, great. And for some reason, I not only felt better, I've lost so much weight 
I don't know if you've noticed, but in the last couple of years, I've lost about 15 pounds. And I look back at old pictures when I was doing low carb or low fat, low calorie. I mean, I just looked bloated. If you only knew what I ate in a day, you would be floored because I eat so many carbs. I eat pasta. I have bread in the morning. Every morning I have either an avocado toast or a cashew cheese and cucumber toast. And I have French. I just had French fries for lunch. I don't do it all the time, but I really do have a hearty appetite. And for some reason, for me, my body type, I've been able to lose weight, have a lot of energy and eat plant-based. I do eat fish probably once a week, um, but that's about it. I cook a lot for Olivia and myself. She's not vegan. She eats chicken and turkey sometimes. She doesn't like cheese. She never really has loved cheese and she'll eat yogurt. So I haven't, you know, if she wants to eat something, she can go ahead and I'll still cook chicken and turkey for her. But for the most part, she eats super healthy. I am so blessed that Olivia has a really healthy appetite. So I cook a lot for us. Rice dishes, pasta dishes. I'll make veggie burgers, um, tacos. I love to make her mushroom and cauliflower tacos. So anyway, I'm not going to bore you with what exactly I eat, but to answer your question, it's mostly plant-based. My finds and my designs asked She wanted to know, she's single, 30s and no kids. She wants to become an interior designer and she struggles a lot. So she wanted me to talk a little bit about life and career confusion after 35. (sighs) I am in my early 40s. I'm 42 years old. Girl, I still have my career confusion. Not knowing, you know, if I'm on the right path. I think we all second guess ourselves, but I think you just have to keep trucking. So if you want to become an interior designer, if you want to become anything, it's about taking the necessary steps to reach that goal. You have to find an internship or find an assistant position, whatever it may be. But it's okay to be in your mid-30s and have confusion. It's okay to be in your 40s and have confusion, especially if you're starting over, if you're getting out of a divorce or a breakup or whatever. It's okay to not have everything figured out by 35. I think at 35, at 35, I was in New York and I was working on the show, but I want to say in my early 30s, I had a lot of change in my life and I had a lot of confusion and it's always going to happen. I think the older you get, probably the more stable you get in your decision making, but don't beat up on yourself because you don't have it all figured out. On Instagram, on social media, it looks like everybody's got their life figured out and it's not true. I still wake up days where I have no I have no like energy to be creative and I don't feel like I even know what I'm doing. I still feel that way. I still have that imposter syndrome sometimes, which I'm sure looking into my life you can't even imagine how I would feel that way, but I'm telling you that to say that everybody sort of has those bad times in their life where they're confused and they want to know if they're on the right path. And I can say it's okay. Just try to do baby steps in order to get to your goal, even if you still have to have a full-time job that you don't necessarily love in order to start working on your dream come true goal on the weekends or after work. But you have to work on them and you have to take those necessary steps. Uh, Tiffany to Dawn asked, what began your spiritual journey? Was there initial an initial book that opened your soul to learn more? So, Tiffany, what I was saying earlier is through heartbreak or through major changes in my life, I have become more spiritual. And I think it's 
hitting that rock bottom or hitting that just time that you are so confused or depressed or lost, I, in those times, find that I grow more than ever before. Like I said earlier, first it hurts and then it changes you because it takes, for me in my life, it took those big instances for me to wake up and want to heal. And in healing, I just began my spiritual journey. So yeah, now I do meditation. I do tapping. I do breath work. I go to Reiki sessions sometimes. Um, I pray. And it all helps me a lot. There wasn't necessarily one book. I love Mike Dooley so much. I love The Secret. That's not necessarily spiritual, but it is new thought and the law of attraction, which I believe in wholeheartedly. So any book that I can read about the law of attraction, I love Brene Brown. Um, I just bought a new earth because Oprah loves it so much. Uh, I tried to read the audio or listen to the audio book, but I, I couldn't really grasp his teachings, if you will. So I bought the book. So I'll let you know how that is. I also love Louise Hay. You can heal your life. Um, so those are the sort of books that I read, but really my spiritual journey began through my soul hurting. I I felt like I had no other choice but to grow and I have, and even the worst things that have happened to me, it, they happen for a reason. I'm sure a lot of you listening to me now know what I'm talking about because I think we've all gone through that in one way or another. I also got a ton of questions from a lot of people just asking how I juggle it all. And I don't. Uh, There are days that things fall through the cracks and there are days that I really have my stuff together, together so much that I wish there was a GoPro on my head to show how much I got done in a day. But it just fluctuates. I also have daytime help. I have, we have a nanny. So I'm able to work during the day, Um, but I just have to balance things. There's a lot of things that I can't get to. There's a lot of socializing that I can't necessarily do, which is why I have a lot of people come over my house and I entertain a lot because it's just a lot easier for me with Olivia. But um, there are days that I don't, you know, there are days that I put myself together and I look, I'm really polished. And there are days that I look like a hot mess with my hair in a bun that's not even combed bun, not even a Q-top knot, like a real bad one. And I, you know, never put on makeup. And next thing I know, it's like nighttime and I hadn't even taken a shower and I have to put Olivia to sleep and, and I finally take a shower and I get in bed and I fall asleep and I'm exhausted. So I don't think there's such thing as balancing everything perfectly. It's impossible. You just do the best you can. And you know what I've been doing lately? I've stopped my negative self-talk. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not going to get it all done. Hey, guess what? It's okay. Everybody's going to be okay. Not everything has to be picture perfect. That is, these are the three things that I'm working on right now in my therapy, just so you guys know. <laughs> You're like, whoa, we didn't ask for that. But I'm working on the negative self-talk, stopping that judging because what I'm realizing is though I'm not really judging other people I'm judging myself and having to control everything oh and perfection so I'm actually working on four things (laughs) and I think I'm getting better little by little every week I'm doing things to just kind of give 
cut myself a little bit of slack to know that I cannot balance it all. And you know what my therapist told me to do and I'm going to tell you to do it. And when she told me to do it, I actually told her I wasn't going to do it because that's ridiculous. But I started doing it and it's really helped me. I say nice things to myself when I look in the mirror, either in the morning before I brush my teeth or at night before I, after I wash my face. I will say something nice, like I'm proud of you. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe I'm telling you guys this. But I know it sounds really hokey, and it is really hokey, but it's helping me just feel better, and it's helping sort of reverse the negative self-talk that I've done for so many years. So I hope that answers your questions, or I hope that answered a lot of your questions. I didn't want to make this too long, but please, if you want me to answer another question, I'm hoping that I'm going to do one of these maybe every month or so to just kind of get through the questions that I get asked a lot on social media. So tweet me, Facebook me, Instagram direct message me what you guys want to know more about, even if it's a short question or if it's a long one, I don't care. But I thank you so much for listening to the podcast. This has been so freeing for me to do a project like this. It's not a design project, obviously, and to be able to share my life in a completely different way. So I really appreciate you taking the time out of your life to listen to my podcast. Send feedback my way. I appreciate it. Until next week, you guys, thanks for listening.